Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Hello. We are the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, and I am Deborah Voice, here with co-host Elvira Love. And in keeping with this month's theme of Principles of Magic, tonight we'll be talking about magical correspondences. But first, um, we're going to take a few minutes just to catch up with each other. Um, so what have I been up to lately? This has been... A, a crazy week. Um, today wasn't too bad, but uh, my past week was a little weird. Um, I have been defining it as a string of screwed pooches and dead ends. Um, <laughs> this past week, like on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, clients were either missing appointments <laughs> um, or calling up at the wrong time. And um, so there was a lot of rescheduling that went on. Um, and then I was supposed to meet up with someone who unfortunately was unfamiliar with, um, the area and they gave me the wrong address. And so, um, I was really trying to find this woman because I knew she was going through a hard time and she did not have a cell phone. And so I ended up circling around several blocks, um, after I figured out that I had the wrong address, um, because it was a non-existent address actually. Um, to see if I could find her, um, to no avail, although we kind of worked things out later on. But, um, you know, so that was um, that was last week. And then, um, oh, then I showed up <laughs> for my appointment with my hair goddess, April, on Thursday morning, only to find the shop closed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm calling her, and then she reminded me that we had changed the date and time at the last minute. And I realized I forgot to change it on my phone calendar. So <clears throat> most of the week went that way. Um, there was kind of a bright spot for me was on Thursday night. Um, we went to see, we went to the theater to see um, the rock musical called Run, Bambi, Run. This show was a very Milwaukee type of show. It was about Laurencia Bendenek. Um very much a part of Milwaukee's history. And she was, um, I believe, wrongly convicted of the murder of her husband's ex-wife. Um, it was a very infamous um, situation. 
And she was a former police officer, and her husband was a cop. You know, and this happened back in the 70s, 80s. Um, so she faced a lot of sexism and had a suit against the Milwaukee Police Department. And um, and her husband's ex-wife ended up being murdered. And so, anyway, she was convicted of it, um, and she was in Tachita Prison for 10 years and then escaped um, and was later caught in Canada. And then she was forced into a situation where she had to plead guilty in order to be released. Um, and then there was, there's actually a whole lot more to the story, but um, the show was, was awesome. The music was done um, by a local group who's kind of known uh, nationwide, uh, the Violent Femmes. And it was a really, really great production. It was it was a very cool, very, uh, a really good show. Um, one of the better shows I've seen there um, by the Milwaukee Rep. Then um, mm-hmm. um, then on Friday, I just made my escape to the North Woods here, and that's where I'm currently broadcasting from. Um, I'm just up here communing with nature and um, the elements, and here with my dog. Um, Loki. The leaves are at peak fall color, so we've been doing a lot of hiking and meditating. Um, and um, there's it's just beautiful up here. Um, there's a lot of sugar maples and pine trees, and the air smells fantastic. Um, been my week. Um, how have you been? What have you been up to, Elvira? Uh, dealing with lightning and thunder. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's uh, always it, fun. <laughs> it really is. I mean, outside of the fact that that happened in Elements, you know, you're talking about week where everybody was all over the place and things were happening and, you know, clients and things. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very intense week um, last week <laughs> as well. Um, and I think, you know, with all the astrological aspects and all the other stuff going on, I, I, you know, I got the understanding in a, you know, in the brain, but it made for a very intense, uh, time in the physical world to keep on target and keep everybody, you know, working with everybody. It was very much, uh, there was a lot of stuff around, you know personal experiences with this situation and that situation, lots of, you know, interrelationship issues and things and stuff. And, you know, you you try to keep yourself grounded and, and be able to, to, you know, help. And um, I think when we caught up finally uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the week, because, like, we usually do our, our check-in and, and get focused for the mm-hmm. next show, um, we were both mm-hmm. talking the same. It was almost like we'd finish almost our sentences with the same kind of experience, not the same personal, but the same thing. And I was like going, well, at least I didn't feel like I was out here on a raft in the middle of the ocean with no one else around. Um, but the lightning and the thunder actually was, was really intense. And I think for me, the elements were really in my mm-hmm. face um, last week. Uh, I was explaining when we were just ready to get on um, the radio show about, 
I mean, I'm used to California thunder and lightning, and it isn't as, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is dramatic, not as intense. I mean, this comes over, and it's like we're in the middle of, like, an entire war of, you know, cannons Mm -hmm. going off. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever else is happening, and then downpours of, like, somebody turned the faucet on, and you're just getting full-bore water. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until the next day that, you know, one of the big, huge thunder and claps and all had actually been a lightning strike that was literally um, three houses away from me. And it took out a transformer. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) this is front and personal, you know? And um, (laughs) the, the only thing I can say is that as we were going into this, I was asking for the, the spirit of the land and the spirit of the, mm-hmm. the house and all of that to protect mm-hmm. us and, you know, bring protection yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know, my neighbors, but really kind of yeah. just hanging in there and doing that. And I really mm-hmm. believe that is what helped us get through that kind of real intimate experience. But um, my dogs oh, were happy. They, they were definitely a mess. Yeah. And even after we got through with that. Now we've got 85 degree weather. It's sunny, <laughs> you know, and you're just looking at this going, I mean, from soup to nuts and what can you say? But yeah. that's been my week, you know, full of the intensity of nature and the intensity <laughs> of the human experience. So here we are. And yeah. I'm going to turn it back to you to get started on our topic. Yeah, yeah. Well, so tonight's topic is uh, magical correspondences, and I'm going to start out with kind of defining what uh, what this topic means and, and say a little regarding what it's about. Um, so um, just about anything can be a magical correspondence, um, such as the sun, the moon, color, sound, uh, plants. Uh, rocks and crystals, the elements, the directions, um, different dirts, um, metal, minerals, animals, and different spirits and like angels and deities um, can have a correspondence to them. And um, I believe that like the universe is filled with magical things, and what we identify as mag- as a magical correspondence. Um, means that there's like two or more things that hold the same or a very similar um, en- energy signature um, or essence. So um, when we use magical correspondences, we kind of weave together our ideas and beliefs and energy with intention and with the items um, or things that hold a corresponding energy signature. Um, so then when we uh, do this during ritual or spell casting, we add layers of energy um, and create a deeper meaning and um, like weave our, our purpose into a larger web of energy. Um, so the layers of correspondences um, create a web of symbolism and then this energy supports our magical intentions. Um, so uh, magic is is often the act of using a web of corresponding 
energy signatures um, whose vibrations complement um, each other. And um, so I've always read that, like, um, the energy and vibration of everything and their correspondences make up um, the web of life. And this web uh, provides a structure upon which we can weave our intentions. And so we can see that there's connections and correspondences everywhere. Uh, nothing exists in isolation, and everything is associated um, with something else. And it's a, um, it comes to us from like a hermetic principle and a universal law um, that's as above, so below. Um, and so what that means is that what happens or what is manifested in the, like, in the universe is also um, manifested here on Earth or in our day-to-day life in the microcosm. Um, and so these correspondences, I believe, are really like about communication. Um, and there's a lot of different categories of traditional correspondences, um, like in astrology or numerology and the doctrine of signatures. Um, and so um, that's kind of my uh, my definition of um, magical correspondences. But I'd like to hear what you have to say, Elvira. Well. Um... I like how you put things. It's really good <laughs> and very informational. Um, and I like that. It, it really kind of mm-hmm. lets people get a foundation. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I noticed that when I was looking at correspondences, first of all, you know, there are lots mm-hmm. of tables of correspondences that you can find, you know, like in stone books, they'll give you correspondences for what stones to use and herb books, mm-hmm. they can, you know, give you that. I know that um, Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic by Cat Ironwood has um, table, mm-hmm. uh, tables in the back for, you know, and it's all things. It's not just herbs. It's all kinds of things that mm-hmm. go with certain things that you, if you're looking to do something or want to create something. Uh, and of course, you know, it's interesting because for a long time I I used a lot of correspondence tables, and so for me I began to get you know like this understanding back and forth. And I always found that mm-hmm. Alistair Crowley's table of correspondence was so intense, and I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, really into the Alistair Crowley. Uh, whole process, but I felt this man had some incredible <laughs> correspondence tables, and I was just like going, whoa, this is, you know, like it really takes you across a huge swath of area with numerology and everything. So <laughs> that was something I, you know, utilized a lot and still do, but I started to think mm-hmm. it's like forming a sentence. When you do magic <laughs> and when you do spell work, um, mm-hmm. It's like forming a sentence, and you start with, you know, the noun, which is the the subject, the 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 particular um, object you want to do, the spell, the the whole process is mm-hmm. like subject, and the <laughs> verb is the action, you know, and you mm-hmm. go, well, I I wanted, I have this, I want, 
and I have to do something here to do it. And then you figure out, which is like fuel, and then you figure out mm-hmm. what is the adjective, which is the descriptive aspect mm. of the noun. And so that's <laughs> some of the correspondences that you want to use or dress the process uh-huh. with. And then yeah. you have, you know, the adverb, which is further action. What are you going to do? So, you know, are you going to do candle work? Are you going to do, you know, incense? Is there, what is, you know, water? You know, that kind of uh-huh. active elemental process. And I found that mm-hmm. when I looked at it that way, I began not because I'm really into, you know, um, all of the, you know, like I have to put something somewhere, but it, it, it formed a structure that I could understand and use. Mm-hmm. And it only happened, and I'm going to give this as a big to you, when we were starting to talk, about the idea of what mm-hmm. we were going to do on this show. And it suddenly mm-hmm. came to mind about a sentence and the different parts mm-hmm. of it that we learned, mm-hmm. you know, back in school about, you know, the writing and the and what mm-hmm. we do with sentence structure. So that's kind of how I see the format of working mm-hmm. with correspondences in magic, ritual, um, personal achievement, things that we want to, you know, acquire, have, do, whatever. So that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah. I love that that frame of um, the sentence structure and using, you know, seeing how putting each of those in there puts it all together. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like when you're creating – uh, a ritual or doing some spell casting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, and then it kind of so it's more yeah. like a feel of like a partnership. You know, you start actually seeing mm-hmm. where everything comes together to co-create mm-hmm. what you want, as opposed to just doing one thing, going at it. It's you're dressing it. It's like you know, mm-hmm. taking um, a, you know, I guess I go back to retail. It's you start out with an idea you want mm-hmm. for your window to look like, and you mm-hmm. have certain things you want to showcase. And then mm-hmm. you start dressing it with other things. And sometimes it's not the things that you're selling. It's more like mm-hmm. the, the, the background and some cloth that hangs and all of that that makes it appealing and mm-hmm. thus creates that desire to want to, A, come in and buy the things that you have in your store. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's the same thing with magic. It creates this this right. desire because it creates this process of, of dressing mm-hmm. it and bringing it into, you know, some kind of like, <laughs> you know, I keep thinking of, of um, I know it's going to sound strange, but, you know, the birds that do their feathers when they want to get their mate and you see <laughs> the feathers flapping around like they put their, like especially Mm -hmm. turkeys are really big into that because then they throw their tails up and they (laughs) kind of shake it or or peacocks shake it. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like, um, I feel um, like I do kind of like a combination of the more traditional magical correspondences. Um, but then I also have some of my personal ones that I might end up using depending on what I'm doing. Um, but I know some of the common ones that I use, um, and so I'm just going off the top of my head because we really did not want to just go read off lists of correspondences because 
that's something that anybody can just, you know, do a quick Google search <laughs> usually and find, yeah. you know, lists. And so um, I know that lots of times I'll I'll try to start, like, certain works on um, different days of the week depending on what I'm doing. Um, like um, Monday for any uh, kind of um, intuitive work, lots of times because that's associated with the moon, I'll, I'll start things on a Monday or, or do the process on a Monday. Um, and then Tuesday, I resonate with a lot because I'm an Aries and it's the um, Tuesday is corresponded with Mars and um, so there's like a very that's a very good time to start up um, things where you're beginning something new or starting up a project um, or you know something where you need a lot of a lot of energy behind it um, if you're doing any kind of um, I guess combative magic um, would probably be a good day to align. <laughs> and, um, and then Wednesday is um, associated with Mercury. And so communication um, spells, are that's a good day to start those. And then Thursday is associated with um, Jupiter. And that's the, the great benevolent. And so if I'm looking for prosperity or manifesting um, something that I want to grow, um, because Jupiter is all about expansion and benevolence. And so that's a good day to start. And then Friday, of course, <laughs> is associated <laughs> with Venus. You know, so all the love spells usually, that's a good day to start any of those. Um, and Saturday is associated with Saturn. And so if you're when I'm doing any kind of work where I want to restrict or bind something, uh, lots of times I will start it on a Saturday. And then Sunday is just about um, just, you know, bringing in light and energy and power into a situation. Um, so do you, do you ever work with any days of the week when you are um, doing any spell work? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know, there's light. <laughs> It's funny, you're saying this, and I'm thinking, yes, I talk to my clients, and then I tell them, this is what is a good day to do, you know, because I always, always, always have my clients do spell work when I do Mm -hmm. spell work, Mm -hmm. and, you know, or... Give them homework. Yes, well, of course, and it's funny, they have, it's kind of like they go, oh, and I go, yes, you've got to understand, you are the high octane. Your intent wants it more than anybody else. And no matter how great we may be as magicians and, and ritualists and all, you're the juice, okay? So you've got to get in here. Yeah. And so once they get that, it's almost like a self you know, It's like giving them a, mm-hmm. their self-empowerment. Like, I can do this. Or it gives me more mm-hmm. sense. But I do love working with the days of the week. And you mm-hmm. gave a good outline, so, I mean, I don't need to go over that. Mm-hmm. I happen, you yeah. know, Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter, so I love Thursday, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And Sunday for the sun. But I also, mm-hmm. you know, there are days of, you know, like, um, you know, when you start looking at different days of the week, each of them mm-hmm. has a, a, a juice to them. And sometimes mm-hmm. the juice is not something I personally feel all that 
terrifically enamored with, but it's still necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Tuesday is Mars, and it's putting, you know, things moving forward, mm-hmm. getting action in it. But it's also, mm-hmm. you know, a day of, you know, organization strategizing and pushing forward. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. in light of certain things that I avoid doing as spell work and, and things like that, I kind of just give mm-hmm. that as an informational <laughs> rather than say, this is what I'm going to be doing on this day for you, kind of thing. So, um, but I do like them, you know, but as I say, Jupiter (laughs) is my favorite day and Sunday, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I love, you know, Friday, because, of course, we all know, thank God it's Friday, and uh, (laughs) it is love, you know, and that kind of thing. But I have other days that I, I work with as well. It's just, you know, what exactly I'm thinking probably one of the, I'm thinking one of the most um, common traditional um, correspondences probably is with colors. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the time when people are choosing candle colors, I know that, and I think that some vary a little depending on what uh, context or what background you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I often see like red or pink, you know, in love spells, uh, red for passion and pink for maybe more affection. Um, and blue, I always associate blue with healing. Really? I, I do with healing, but communication. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Also evil eye. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or anti-evil eye. <laughs> anti-evil eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, and, you know, we have yellow, um, which, you know, works for action Mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, depending on the focus of action, either something Mm -hmm. you're going to want to influence or something you're going to want to have, Mm -hmm. you know, bring power to because it is Mm -hmm. the color of the solar plexus. Yeah, or road opening. Um, A lot of times Mm -hmm. I see, I associate that with orange or yellow sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of clients, um, if they're, for prosperity, a lot of times I associate green, but I've had clients who associate the the yellow candles with uh, a golden color. And so um, Mm -hmm. they might use a yellow candle for, for drawing prosperity or drawing money. Um, right, right. But, yeah, it's like putting together kind of like a recipe <laughs> of different, you know, different flavors, different themes that you might want to mix into and empower mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right, definitely. <laughs> so, but I know that, you know, I also, I love purple. Um, you know, I know that mm. it's a royal color, but it also, you know, mm-hmm. has that, higher vibration so if you're working with you know something mm-hmm. and I know that you know it can be um, uncrossing it can be a lot of different things that you do but mm-hmm. that is a higher power you're using to get rid of something so but mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the angelic that's, realm yeah but that seems like a very spiritual color yes yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well but, we're getting close to the break here um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to say um, we are 
just about to take a break in a minute here, um, and then we're going to come back and delve a little deeper into into the topic of magical correspondence and also kind of talk about um, some of the um, stuff having to do with um, personal magical correspondences and um, and also how people maybe are drawn to maybe certain elements to work with because of what their birth sign is. Um, Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thanks, and uh, we're going to get going, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay in syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. <laughs> Welcome back to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. This is Deborah here with Elvira, and we're talking about magical correspondences. So let's jump back in and explore this topic a little further, Elvira. Um, Okay. I'm going to have you lead off with some of your thoughts. Well, you know, um, there's a lot of things about the correspondences. I use some that are very uh, personal, uh, Mm -hmm. and they kind of talk to me, and I know we discussed this a little bit briefly you know, in our um, get together and then all. It's it's interesting for me. I love working. I know this is going to sound. I love working <laughs> with n- nuts. <laughs> Does that sound like with nuts? Or, uh, yeah, with nuts. Um, you know, with the actual element, the actual items of nuts, nuts of <laughs> trees. You know, things that come out of there. You know, that fall off and and hopefully don't hit you in the head when you're walking under their tree. Um, I think walnuts are, to me, so interesting. They do look so much like a brain. And um, <laughs> I have associated that with, you know, the, the use of it for 
um, helping mind and clarity of mind. Um, it can also be mm-hmm. used in persuading the mind to do something or clearing <laughs> the mind. And um, I, I don't know. It, it's funny because I have, I have trees that are dropping their nuts all over the place, and, and of course I have squirrels that are picking up the nuts, and the dogs are barking at the squirrels because they're running across the <laughs> Uh, so that's why I picked that to begin with, because there are some right now <laughs> taking off up across the lawn uh, doing mm-hmm. that. So it's, it, oh. <laughs> and, you know, I know that, you know, of all the different kinds, you know, um, you know, I, and it's strange because I know, you know, when I think of that and I go, oh, gee, you know, I like using that. Well, I also kind of work with um Buckeyes, and I know that buckeyes are traditional, mm-hmm. and they have certain things mm-hmm. that you know they are worked for. But mm-hmm. um, I get really creative, and I make faces mm-hmm. on them, and create kind of a uh, if that's what I'm doing, like an a a, a, a guide or a a spirit that can work with me. And I don't mean it in a mm-hmm. like captive way. It's just. Yeah. Uh, that kind of makes it interesting. So I kind of get creative mm-hmm. with the use of those particular items for yeah. outside of what the traditional thing is for, because for me, it's an element of creativity that I start working with as opposed to um, a item that says, this is what you use it for, or this is what it's good for mm-hmm. this is traditionally what you've done for. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the other thing that I've got actually on my property is the pampas grass. Um, that is the most interesting plant that I could have around because it gets these these long tentacles that go up. And then at this time of the year, they throw up those tall, you know, stalks with the fluffy things that are on it. And they're similar mm-hmm. to broom. And, you know, they are really, really, really protective. And I can understand why, (laughs) because when you consider how big they get and how intense Mm -hmm. they make you, you know, it's like a protective wall without having a wall. So I kind of work with those in in that form, but more with the the concept that, you know, I'm not making a broom, but I'm kind of going – you are such a great protector. And I know, you know, that may be more traditional, but I also <laughs> like to talk to them because yeah. they're right now, they're, you know, they're they're getting mm-hmm. so big and beautiful. So um, <laughs> and that's just, you know, herbs. I've, I've got other things like stones and, you know, <laughs> I think the, that the one I have, and I actually got this in Hawaii, and I asked mm-hmm. Pele because you don't take lava off of the island without permission and since I'm a fire element you know Mm -hmm. badge I felt akin to it but I still would never take Mm -hmm. it and pumice I got I found a pumice right there and pumice is this lava that's like bubbly and it's very light and Mm -hmm. yet it's you know so it really kind of has this interesting look like lots of bubbles and things and it will float in water. Mm-hmm. So it's between, you know, the earth element and the water element. And mm-hmm. I use it a lot for the liminal state between the earth world oh. and the spirit world. 
to, you know, sure. actually, you know, work with that. And I kind of mm-hmm. go, well, you know, that's, and yet because lava is fire and lava is, you know, <laughs> protection and all these things because we get, you know, the mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that kind of thing from it. I, I just, I wow. use it to wow. go the world. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. What do you do, darling? <laughs> With your, what is it that you work with that's different than the way well, that the structure is? Um, well, I, I have, um, if like just thinking about personal magical correspondences, to me, there's like two two different things about that that I wanted to hit on, and um, well, first, I think the most the most important personal um, magical correspondence is is ourselves because um, I think that there's like a there's a couple of different meanings to the whole personal magical correspondences and uh, one of them relates to the saying as within so without and so which is kind of a spin on as above so below but um, the whole as within so without you know it just tells us to focus on what we fill ourselves with um, because um, what happens is um, the ex- our external perceived reality is mirrored by what's inside of us. And I'm not saying this in any kind of way where, um, not in a blaming way or anything like that because I don't want anyone who is in a bad situation um, or is really struggling right now I don't take it as um, as a thing like where you're blaming yourself because that's that's not going to help and that's not what this what I'm saying is about. Um, it's just just kind of taking um, your awareness to a level where you're seeing that um, what you fill yourself with ends up being um, manifested in your external reality. You know, not mm-hmm. not always. I mean, but a lot of times it does. And so I, that's why I think that we're, we are one of the most important magical correspondences. And so um, it's just kind of wanting to be more mindful of what, where our thoughts are going and what we fill ourselves up with um, can really mm-hmm. make a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some days I am a stunning <laughs> example <laughs> of a great reality and some days, I'm not. <laughs> That's the way that is. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. So, <laughs> and then the other part of uh, personal magical correspondences is that um, I think that these can sometimes be traditional ones um, that ha- take on more p- of a personal meaning to us. Um, or sometimes it can be something that has a personal meaning and symbolism to us, but... Um, we don't find it on any, any list or book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it could be something handed down to you by your family um, that has significance to you, but not necessarily to anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. So for uh, me, I love folklore and um, really view the world, um, especially when I'm in nature through the eyes of an uh, animist. And so um I like to use traditional correspondences, and I do use them a lot, but I'll often tap into, like, the environment around me and 
um, I'll see the land around me is sacred and filled with magic, meaning, and spirits. Um, like every plant and herb is a magical being filled with energy and essence. And so, um, and, oh, and I also think that every place has a special convergence of energy and power or, or their own signature. Um, so, um, so I like to, you know, kind of get in touch with whatever's the local uh, flora or fauna, you know, and this can be um, out in nature or it can be um, in an urban setting. Um, mm-hmm. But what I always try to do is kind of try to connect with um, what they call the uh, genius loci. Um, and so that's like the spirit of place. And um, mm-hmm. I think that if you get in touch with the genius loci, um, that they'll, you know, start kind of like sending you um, little signs or, you know, omens and stuff like that that um, that you can um, tap into and, and, you know, tune into some of your own correspondences. So I have a few which are kind of, some of them might be, I know that they're very much my own, but um, mm-hmm. some of them might belong to other people too. But as far as I know, um, one of them, one of my favorite ones is um, there's a bird called the hermit thrush. And um, they have a very um, mystical sounding um, song. And so I, I always, I just strongly have had the feeling for a long time that whenever I hear their song at dusk, that it opens up a portal. Um, and um, so that's one of them. Another one is I like um, anything that hibernates in the winter, um, you know, like um, frogs or bats or bears. Um, I believe that, like, when they're asleep, like during the winter time, uh, I think they're active in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring back their knowledge from that uh, when they come back in the spring. Mm-hmm. Another one, which is kind of um, different because I only see it up in the Northwoods, is the trout lily. And they are, there's so many of them. They're all over. They cover the forest floor, those in the trillium. And um, so there are these yellow flowers. They look like tiny lilies, and they have kind of speckled leaves, and I think that's why they call them trout lilies. <laughs> but I always associate them with abundance because there's so many of them, and they're so bright and cheery looking. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that on any list anywhere. Um, then there's um, a couple others. There's, okay, I always liked quaking aspens. To me, I think that that's another portal opener because when they, um, when the wind blows through them, they have this like little flutter and you can hear it. It's just a different sound. And whenever I'm meditating and I just kind of am listening to that sound of the wind going through the leaves with that little fluttering that's going on, it always makes me, I feel like some something is opening up. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Um, another one that I'm thinking that probably other people have this one because a lot of people will burn leaves in the in the fall. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that all those 
colorful leaves contain past memories. And then when we burn them, um, like in the campfire or whatever, and allow the smoke to kind of waft around us, um, mm-hmm. I, um, I think that enhances, like, you know, doing any kind of meditation or um, doing any kind of past life um, journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got, like, just probably too many of them, but... Um, I've got okay birds. Do. There's a lot of there's a lot of birds. I just tell me when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say it's interesting with the burning of the leaves. I have always loved mm-hmm. that, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it has been tainted a bit by being oh. in California with fires because oh. that is you know the smoke and and all that, but. You're oh, right. I'm sorry, it California. Is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, 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 you know, here I am in, in super wet country, so there's still, yeah. you know, there's, I feel better, but I'm, it's still the trauma. I feel like, oh, my God, I got PTSD with this. But it is true, and I love mm-hmm. what you just said about that. So I just wanted to, to jump in and say, <laughs> yes, I, I really do think that, you know, when you do that, it is transforming you know, uh, memories mm-hmm. and experiences that maybe you've had during the year, and some of it is to release it and let it go, and others is to remember with fondness. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can jump yeah. back in and start talking again. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad you did. I Yeah, I. Um, you know, this is actually, the more I started thinking about it, the more I, I kind of got excited about it because I, I think that um, – that we can, um, you know, um, what, I really love the whole idea of, like, the genius Losi, um, the spirit mm-hmm. of place. Because I think if you, you know, whether you're in the woods and you have this beautiful, I actually love the, the North Woods a lot. I feel like it's a huge tween. Mm-hmm. It is a, a tran- transition forest. Um, it has, mm-hmm. It's like a combination of the northern boreal forest and the in the forest um to the south so there's lots of hardwoods and pines and just all different sorts of trees and right right um yeah and so if if you're you know um uh, meditating or communing you know out in nature or if you're in an urban setting and i think i've mentioned this to you before about the whole urban setting i think um something that's kind of neat to do i mean besides getting in touch with the local flora and fauna mm-hmm. in an urban setting, is to do like um, what they call like coffee house divinations, where you sit in the, like in the okay. cafe or the coffee house, and you just hear snippets of conversation. And you can um, take those, you know, you sit down with the intention of hearing the snippets that you need to hear, and you do a divination with them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, you can also do it on public transportation. <laughs> You're sitting on the bus. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just go in there with that intention and, and let whatever comes to you um, go ahead go ahead and come. And you know, Another thing is um, there's a lot of sacred places in nature, but also in an urban setting. Uh, one of the places I find sacred is going into the library. You can sit oh, yeah. there. And it's a perfect meditation spot, you know, and it's mm-hmm. free. And <laughs> you can just go in there and 
<laughs> um, yeah, the other, I'll tell you, there's a few different birds that I feel like are my personal magical correspondences. Um, and one of them is um, chickadees, <laughs> like Ooh, these little black okay. cap chickadees. They're so sweet. And to me, it's like um, they represent harmony and community because they're very mm-hmm. polite. Like when you put mm-hmm. like bird seed out in the bird feeder, I just put sunflower seeds out there. Like they'll fly in and they'll take one seed and then they'll fly to a nearby tree, you know, and kind of crack it open and eat it before they return for another. Right. Um, right. And so it's like giving space to the other birds. Um, and so uh, sometimes I'll like bless the seeds <laughs> as I put them into mm-hmm. the feeder. Um, and then every time I see like a chicken eat one of them, I'll, I'll, think like a blessing is being sent out to the community <laughs> as a way to kind of promote harmony. <laughs> right, right. Well, I kind of wanted to, to to jump in. Oh, yeah. I know we're, we're getting close yeah. to time, but I was looking at the idea of the different elements mm-hmm. and divination as, uh, yeah. you know, a way to, to maybe take that as correspondence because I know that, you know, there are, mm-hmm. we have, different types and of course if you look at the elements i mean this is just mm-hmm. a quick one so i can pull this in and you can we can talk about it but the yeah. air you've got pendulum and then you know water we have scrying mm-hmm. and you know fire we have fire match you know fire of the flame uh candle mm-hmm. and then you yeah. look at earth is not just crystals and stones and seeing things in that mm-hmm. but you also have um, the tarot and, and more tactile pictorial mm-hmm. uh, elements put in. And then you have smoke and clouds that go back to air. And mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, that I'd just throw that at you and see what you think about that and what your thoughts are on that. Well, I know, and I don't know if this is, because, you know, I was thinking about that before and I was thinking, oh, am I drawn to a certain thing? Well, I know that I'm drawn to fire more, um, mm-hmm. just being a triple fire, you know, I, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but I do, you know, I do love doing candle magic and candle divinations. Um, so I, I really have, um, come to, to love doing candle divinations and I, I do quite a few of them, you know, um, just looking, watching how the flame is reacting, um, how the candle melts, if there's any, you know, um, any symbolism or anything that I can see in the melted wax. And um, and also I like, um, I love um, just having a fire, like just, you know, whether I'm making a little fire in a cauldron where maybe I'm burning, uh, burning a petition inside of it um, mm-hmm. or sitting by a campfire and just, you know, uh, watching how the flames move and uh, doing a spontaneous divination from that. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think, I I kind of said this before because I am a triple fire, I think that it's really important for me to um, tap into uh, the other elements because I do get into fire and air quite a bit. so, like, getting into earth, I've got, like, a couple of um, palm stones that I love holding, and, uh, you know, I'll hold them and rub them while I'm, I'm grounding myself sometimes. 
um, mm-hmm. in, in water. Um, I I do do some scrying sometimes, and that's something that I I would like to do some more of that. I think. Um, yeah, I have a, a couple of crystal balls that I really love looking at, but I've only done a little bit of uh, divination work with them, and I'm thinking I would like to do a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you? Well, gosh, um, I love, obviously, I am I love fire and I love the, the candle work, but you know the thing, I have no earth in my chart, and I am in love with tarot. Oh. And so <laughs> I always thought that, you know, well, transformational um, astrology is about you already have that element within you, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, but it's, it does feel very much like it's home. You know, I, I can sit and read cards and oracle cards and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tarot, and they talk to me, and there's stories that come, you know, that come through, <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's home. Uh, you know, I haven't done a lot of scrying, uh, a little bit like you. I've used a black mirror and kind of gotten some interesting, you know, uh, experiences out of it. Um, but, and then I get to clouds and I, I get to, you know, the smoke <laughs> and I start seeing animals and people and, you know, whole things. So, but that's also, I've got a lot of air in my chart. So I think that mm-hmm. other than, you know, saying oh that's intellectual I really I get into those areas stones I mean they're my I've got so many stones it's pathetic uh in the sense that you know when boxed up and moved I knew what the price of Mm -hmm. my moving was going to cost was because of the stones so um, they talk to me you know and just like you I hold them Mm -hmm. and you know they go with me and they're in my purse. Anyone ever wanted to take my purse, they wouldn't have a chance. It would fall on the floor. It's too heavy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, so those yeah. are my those are my things that I, I get. And I love pendulum work. Mm-hmm. I do that. Mm-hmm. I, I do it mostly personal, but um, mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll, I'll pull it together for somebody and, you know, work with that. So, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, and, you know, the other part is animals. Animals talk all the time. Animals of, you know, reptiles, mm-hmm. animals, birds, you know, that <laughs> that energy of earth. So I guess yeah. those are my consistencies. I mean, we had two deer while we've been talking. Two deer mm-hmm. ran up the hill along with the way of the school. Oh. So, <laughs> you I'm know, like, I've okay. always heard that, yeah, I've always heard that deer are, uh, are really good uh, spirit animals because they, um, I've always heard that they uh, travel easily between realms. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I believe that. I know that we're getting, we're at that point. I was looking at the time. I'm going, God, we're really getting yeah. off this. And, you know, but I'm, I'm going to turn it back to you <laughs> mm-hmm. to to do, you know, our, our um, yeah. sure. summary and yeah, all. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry if I'm a little disjointed, but no, I I loved everything that you shared about just um, your different um, thoughts and um, just exploring like the different ways that magical correspondences can be used, um, what they mean, um, and you know their their use in divination and spell work. Um, 
we didn't get to go too much into ritual, but we'll just have to talk about it again on another show. Um, yes. But I think that, um, yeah, I think that, you know, we probably put out some um, food for thought. Um, and for anybody that's new, if you want to, you know, be uh, or learn about some different, like, traditional magical correspondences, um, you know, go ahead and, like, do a Google search, and you'll, you'll come up with quite a few of them probably. And then you can kind of hone in on, on your favorites. And for um, those of you who are longtime practitioners, I hope we inspired you. And um, I think that's about it from me. Do you have any uh, any final thoughts, Elvira? No, I think you've you've you know culminated it really nicely. I like the you know all of what we've discussed, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Some of the things that we've talked <laughs> mm-hmm. about. Um, we'll probably expound, you know, later next year, we'll decide on taking mm-hmm. something we've talked about and putting it further into um, a single show. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so uh, we are coming to the end, and I just want to mention that uh, for October, our theme is going to be shadow work. So we should have some very juicy shows about information regarding shadow work. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing our thoughts and experiences. And so um, um, just join us next week. And next week we will be discussing um, our shadow aspect as a topic. And um, I will say... Until then, Mary Neat, Mary Part, Never Again the Burning Times. And until next time, which on, which well, and which boldly. So be it. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.